0: Now here is
1: your host, Chris Cooper. Hello, this is Chris Cooper and a big welcome to the Business Elevation show on Voice America. It's great to be back for another exciting week with another incredible guest. We've got Shay Horsher on the show. I'm just really excited to, uh, to talk with her today about the race to inspire. Um, I think you're going to find today uh, really, um, really inspiring and uh i think he's going to give you some thoughts and ideas to take away uh, that can elevate your thinking uh, to contribute through your business to a, a better world and um i had recently on the show last week uh, we had molly harvey uh molly is an absolute uh, star um and, and i think uh, we talked about making changes not excuses uh, molly is just somebody um with just deep deep wisdom Actually, uh, someone in the Professional Speaking Association in the UK that people always talk about with great affection, and uh, and I just thought the conversation was just startling. It was it was deep, it was meaningful, it was uh, thought provoking. So, if you want to go and not read, listen to that interview. Do go and listen to the interview with Molly Harvey. And before I introduce you um, to Shay and tell you about her incredible background and cv and work and uh, i want to say a big thank you to um to our good friend uh, libby wagner uh, libby introduced me to shay uh, libby is this incredible uh, soul who's an amazing an amazing poet an amazing uh, leadership uh, development and cultural expert and uh, again somebody who's just her, her her wisdom and her experience and her passion for business and life is just astounding and it's a pleasure uh, to know Libby and and for Libby she says Libby's a client she's uh, involved with um, a community uh, that I, I I lead called the Elevation Collective and it's just such a pleasure to have her as part of that so today it feels like you know the world we talk about this don't we on this show it's at a a real kind of pivotal point and I think there's a need right now with so much negativity out there to be able to inspire us to to come together to step up and all contribute to a better world. And I think my guest today is somebody who really, um, you know, really does contribute to a better world through her work. And and you know, we're going to look at that today. Um, she's a really caring business person. Um, she's making a difference. And I think um, if we, as listeners to this show, as uh, as business people, if we can all come together in a caring way and put people first, and bring ourselves together rather than dividing, uh, we have a chance. Uh, My guest, uh, Shay Horscher is a 37 year veteran of the professional beauty industry. She's worked in senior leadership positions for many major um, uh, beauty brands. She's um, the CEO and owner of Privé Products, and is really, really passionate about the thrill for speed and has actually achieved something quite incredible in owning a Porsche factory race car and team. And she's an incredible racing driver. So she's a CEO of an an incredibly growing firm and she's a racing driver, which is really, really cool. And when I first um, spoke to her, I was really inspired about her three core pillars in life. And those are to empower women as a women-led company uh, to make a strong social impact. And she contributes percentage of all her revenue to a nonprofit to help women in need. And also what's really important, and I think very important in in, in Shay's industry is to produce natural and clean products. And she does that because she cares about the planet. So let's explore the mind and wisdom of a business owner who's really contributing to a better world. A big welcome today to Shay.
2: Thank you it's great to be here how how are you oh, I'm wonderful this is such a treat I'm so looking forward to our conversation today thank oh, you me- for that wonderful introduction that was amazing
1: well very very welcome and you absolutely deserve it and, and I think um we should have a little chat about where where do you live where where's where's home and so uh, home sense is- of your sense of your life what's a, what's a daily a, your daily life like
2: So my home is in, I live um, on the West Coast in the US in a city called Seattle. And my company's based actually in the Midwest in our part of the the very large country called the US. And um, my daily life is every day, start with a pretty intense workout. Um, It really gets my day started on the right foot. And I usually either on the Peloton or I go to a workout that's, that's a high intensity interval workout at a place called Orange Theory Fitness, which is just an amazing total body workout. And then um, I'm also do a lot of yoga. So those are my kind of like my three practices that I do to keep myself in great shape physically and mentally.
1: Well, I I love that. I do fine when I speak to to people who are very accomplished is a common theme in there in having a discipline and, and that discipline of uh, of building your energy up before work as well so you're, in, you're mentally in a good place and physically and do you, do you do you literally train five days in the week or seven days a week I mean do you have I mean, ha- I ha- work, work with
2: you? yes I do train usually about six days a week and I was um for I just just kind of gave up this um part of the exercise routine I taught spinning for over 32 years so that that was always been you know a a passion of mine to lead to inspire and obviously get an incredible workout but you know there's always something new and different and I've kind of gotten connected to yoga and then the other uh, Orange Theory Fitness workout which is just incredible and having done and been a marathon runner in my past past life and doing lots of long um cycling um events so now I'm kind of more get it, get in and get it done and be done and, you know, get to the rest of my day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Spinning is quite brutal, actually.
2: <laughs> <Isn't this? Awesome. laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> Incredible. speak must be in great shape. And I imagine for what you do and being as a racing car driver, being fit is going to be important.
2: Um, Being, being a racing driver, being fit is, is critical. I mean, having the stamina, having the strength, Um, it just, it, you know I, I i always know that if i'm in a longer endurance race that i'll be the one that will will i always have a good chance of winning because i have really good endurance which is very helpful yeah Intense. so tell, tell me and tell
1: our listeners a little bit about your origin story you know where where what was life like for you growing up and what really inspired you to become the person you are today and and then obviously developing your career in cosmetics and and on the racetrack
2: you know, I was always that I was always that little kid that always wanted to have independence. and I always knew that I wanted to be independent and be able to financially support myself as a little girl. I was as far at a young age. Um, I came from more uh, crazy to 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 include the racing to the part of my career as far as. Um, what I do now is I I grew up in a crazy car family, always loved cars, and my dad raced go-karts and I was a little girl, kind of like on his playground while he was racing and I was just hanging out on my scooter and playing with other kids. And I'm sure that that part of the, the need for speed and the excitement about being around the motorsports arena helped kind of shape and form who I am today as far as my passion for motorsports and driving in the car thing, but always had a strong um focus on, you know, ha- being independent, um, providing for myself, working hard, and having a dream to to do well in life. And it was it was an easy transition for me out of, out of college, wanting to work hard. I've always had a great work ethic, um, being fierce, being, you know, really leaning in and being independent. And it has served me very well. I started right out of college, uh, working for a distributor selling um beauty products. And that's how I started. And as I grew and as I developed my skill set and learned and had mentors and um ended up in, you know, found myself in many different multinational companies and um increasingly more responsible positions and senior leadership roles and selling through distribution and selling to direct channels and um that's that's I've been in the beauty industry my whole career and it's been it's been such an amazing journey, just amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, my philosophy today really is beauty is kindness, and that's where um, I've had so much I've had so much joy to be able to include that piece of the business, and um, include the three pillars that you shared about earlier when you started the show with with you know my my passions of. Um, women empowerment, helping others, and of course, making an incredible product that is good for you and good for the planet, and being authentic, being responsible, being transparent, and doing good and having fun. That's that's my mantra in life.
1: Um, you so, you sound um. Yeah, you, 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 you sound like you, you see very important principles that you. You've adopted which have contributed to your success. You mentioned their sort the of mentors. Have there been, you know, have there been, has, has it always gone well for you? Have, have you, no. uh, have you, have you, <laughs> have you had some downs as well as ups?
2: Oh my gosh, there's, you know, what <laughs> I think that's that's one of my reasons for being so committed to, uh, the female empowerment piece of our businesses having worked, which may sound interesting to you in the beauty industry. I mean, the, the, industry like the motorsports industry is male dominated. And in my career and throughout my career, I've worked mostly with men at my high level of leadership. And I think this is what inspires me and gets me up out of bed every day is being a female CEO leading, you know, I'm leading a small group of women in my company. I live and breathe social issues surrounding women today. And I aspire, I literally aspire each day to build a world that's diverse, equitable, and inclusive. And that piece goes into what you just asked me was, has it always been easy? No, it hasn't been easy. There's been so many times in my career where I know that um, I've been overlooked because I'm a female rather than being a male to have gotten the promotion or had the next position. So, um, you know, I've always been I've always been very fierce. I've always been very committed. I've always leaned in and just do the job and do it because I want to do it and just show up. And um, it's, I'm having so much fun. I have my own company now and I live to, to support and to mentor and really drive the sisterhood concept right now by empowering other women and lifting them up and really leading by example to say anything is possible. Don't ever give up. Don't let anyone ever tell you something isn't possible. And it's funny, Chris, because a lot of people ask me at my age, hey, Shay, when's retirement? And I'm like, you know what? Um, Retirement's when the learning curve is, is flat. I feel like the learning curve right now is so steep. Especially in the world that we're living in today, because the model is different, everything that I've done the last thirty-eight years is different in the way that I go to market, and um, I apply that to my personal passions, which is racing. And once you know you retire, when the the learning curve is flat, so I'm having a just a blast. It's so yeah. rewarding.
1: Yeah, I guess probably when he just when it's not fun anymore
2: yeah, when it's not fun and that really is my mantra. I want to have fun, I want to do good and I want to make this world a better place. i'm I'm fiercely committed to that on yeah. my in my personal life as well as my business life. and you know what? there's no difference between my personal life and my professional life. It's I'm at, I I'm am at so grateful and blessed because I am at a point in my life where my beauty industry and my passion, my personal passions in motorsport have connected. And I'm living a dream and having that in my life, that I can say my personal life is connected to my professional life and I'm able to accomplish that. I mean, wow, who can say that? Right? It's amazing. It's wonderful. Yeah,
1: yeah that that has to be has to be the ultimate, doesn't it? It um, is. When you're when your dreams come together and your your those dreams that, that you maybe thought about in the past, um, you find yourself living in them.
2: Yep. It's amazing um,
1: so we'll talk we'll talk about the racing team in a in a moment um but they, 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 tell us a little bit about um prive and uh, what you're you know intending to achieve with it
2: you know um it's it's really simple um i my my intent our intent is to make high quality salon products that are good for you and good for the planet and at the same time connect with the actual obviously efficacy of the brand and d- attach it to the piece that we're really making a difference in the world to give back and to help others and our, my goal is every single product every single purchase every single sale that you that you have or we have or or say the consumer buys is they're helping helping some other woman thrive and to me um, as a business owner now, at this point in my life and in the world, I believe it's a, a, a really a true responsibility of any company to support in on um, the social justice piece of what their brand is. That's, yeah. That is, that is, that is really the, the core ethos of our brand is the giving back piece, helping other people make the world a better place. That's just, that's, that's so important to all of us. And it's so much fun because, you know, like minded women working together want to help others to make a difference. It's just so rewarding. Yeah, fantastic. So, I'm just, um,
1: so i just, so I was very interested in what you were, I, I was surprised actually in when you talked about the, the cosmetics industry being very, very male dominated, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, which is, which is fascinating for products which are mostly, Mostly for female um, mm-hmm. audience mm-hmm. Um, and what what I was also interested in terms you know you, you described some of your characteristics and uh, and you know that's real kind of drive and discipline and, um, and it left me sort of um thinking about how how um how women um, can be women and successful in this industry um with 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 um the strengths and the benefits of the female trait. because I wonder if there's a danger in a male dominated industry that you you have to be um, some of the, have some of the masculine um skills um and approach to be successful in it. Uh, and I just wonder how you um you bring and um, with the world needs more, I think more uh, of the feminine um and uh, less of the masculine ego thumping, was hitting the financial numbers. So I just wonder what your thoughts were on
2: that A rather long question. It's like... Yeah. Well, you know, um, gosh, that's like a loaded question. I know the one thing that's really important to me is, and this is what's so fun about being at the place in my life and all of the lens that I have and what I've seen in my career is for me, at this company is, it's not all about the bottom line and the margins. And um, I share that because it's always been based on, like, I've, you know, always had a dream to say, someday I'm going to have a company where um, I just want to make really high quality product and the, the goo that's in the bottle works and people see a difference when they use it and they do. And there is a difference between Very inexpensive, more synthetically based ingredients because they're cheaper to produce, and it gives the company a higher profit margin. And so, um, that piece that piece is is very important. Um, Back to back to the female aspect, and and yes, of course. I mean, I I love working with men, and I worked with men my whole life, and. Um, if we didn't, I mean, we all have to work, we all have to work together and I wouldn't be where I am if it weren't for men in my life that celebrated me. Right. So I'm not saying that men are a huge part of the industry. It's just surprising because you would think in the beauty industry, the end user, as you said, is, is mostly female. And especially in the professional industry, most of the, the majority of the stylists that are doing hair are probably 60, 40 maybe 70 30 of women versus men. So at the at the grassroots level, it is, um it is mostly women. but at the higher level, the leadership level and the corporate level, and the and that level is is mostly men and and men creating those products for women. So having seen that and been a part of that, it's been um, an interesting, kind of transition and I look at the the world that I live in when I'm the only female driving a race car out on the racetrack it's very similar to me right I'm accustomed to that and so many there's 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 women that would love to come into the racing world and they love cars too but it's it's a it's a super dominated sport and it's very intimidating it's even intimidating for a male to come into the sport yeah. you know so so it's I see the two similar Um, and I think that a lot of women are told that they can't do something, do something. And I, I like, I like to always lead with that, um, that confidence saying anything's possible. Don't let anyone tell you something's not possible or something can't be done and doing things different and being a contrarian. Yes. So I, I, it's just, I, I love, I love that place that I can, I can do that. And I share that. And I lead by example, by doing that and I celebrate other women.
1: Fantastic. And and uh, so it, it's very much about that, you know, men, men and work, women working together collectively yes. in a, in a yes. mutual balanced way, utilizing both of our, you know, our, our skills, really, our skills, natural yes. skills. Um, so so tell us a bit. We've got, um, I think, four minutes to commercial break. Uh, tell us a, a bit about your love for driving fast cars and, you know, your, your, your Porsche driving experience and now your team and factory car and it just sounds incredibly exciting
2: well you know what it it is exciting i um have been driving um since 2011 and kind of went off the rails when i had the opportunity to buy a full factory race car (laughs) and um when i was buying the car i was i was connected to project b share and the um director of business development said, Hey, Shay, would you be willing? This is where it all started. I was still I was committed to giving the 1% of all of our sales as a company to this nonprofit. But she said, Hey, would you be willing to gift the experience of going in a race car um at our annual fundraiser? And um that's really where things went a different direction with the car. I thought, hey, every race car needs. Um, a so, you know, needs a sponsor and every company needs to have, you know, social justice. So why not put my name on my race car? And so it was just a natural transition for for me to participate in the annual fundraiser to raise money for somebody to come and ride in the race car with me. And that that's, that's definitely a big part of my passion and my love with the race cars, being able to give that piece of you know, my blessings back to somebody else, and give the money to. Obviously, the money gets raised for the the you know to to help fund and pay for the for Project B-Share, which is a part of you know one of my my deepest loves is giving back to that company to help women in need.
1: Fantastic, and uh, you should um, check out YouTube and check out some of Shay's videos, uh, and and so you get a sense of. Uh... You know the experience of of being in a car with Shay. It looks uh, it's tremendously exciting and probably slightly scary because those um, <laughs> those cars are not. It's not. A, it's not a um, a road road car, is it? It's no. um, something it's slightly different. Yeah, the
2: gears are different. The transmission is different. The brakes are different. There's nothing that stops. It's it's thrilling. It's definitely it's very intense, and for a lot of people. And at first, when I got it, it was very violent. I thought, Oh my gosh, what the heck have I done?
1: This is it's where very... the fitness comes in to drive a car like that. That is yes, is yes, violent.
2: yes. The g the g forces are incredible. I guess it's just like what a pilot experiences in a in an airplane. The the g's the g forces. Are... So it's we're addicted to the lateral acceleration, which is how it feels when you're going through a turn at 100 miles an hour. It's and the car sticks. It's thrilling.
1: Righty. So, what what's the top speed on a, a car like that?
2: Well, the top speed usually is about 160 in the mm-hmm. straight. That's that's not the thrill. The straight line's not the thrill. The thrill is the turn. Yeah. To go at 125 through a turn is is thrilling.
1: Yeah. It's and, and, you, and you you race this car in competitions too?
2: I do yeah. I do?
1: It's if- it's thrilling. It's absolutely is, thrilling. Is it like a is it, is it like a league? Is it how, how does it how does it work?
2: So there's a there's a a series that I race in um, at the place where the car is stored and the, where the cars run, and there's usually about uh, thirty cars on the grid called the grid, and um, you you race against each other, and it's it's thrilling. It's <laughs> the the rush of waiting for that green flag to drop. There's nothing like it in the world my heart rate's like as high as it goes when that green flag drops it's so intense It's uh, crazy and accidents do, do you ever have any yeah there's accidents yeah there's crashes for sure no n- no question
1: um, and uh, and do, do you get people coming to watch the events is, is it yes, we do. Audience?
2: you know there's it's interesting because there's there's I have a meme that I would love to share. Um because in racing, winning is the mindset, right?
1: Yeah
2: And if you think you can, you will. If you think you can't, you won't. And I apply that same mindset in my life and to work. Hmm. And um, there's there's an incredible amount of um, intensity when it comes to the the focus and the the, the, me- the mental the mental focus is just um, just like physical fitness, physical focus. It's the same thing as far as the intensity when you're racing just mm. takes your whole mind and body kind of like going to a yoga class on on steroids same thing
1: what wonderful wonderful sort of very, very parallel set of skills required in terms of business i guess mental mental and that physical fitness that you have must help in work right. too.
2: you know and i think that again another kind of core value of mine personally it's about perseverance and grit and stamina and i think you know, you, you have to channel to stick to, to to stick to our dreams until they become reality. Yeah. And racing is a lot like that, as you know, leading, owning, growing a company, and just never give up.
1: And and that is really key, isn't it? That pers- that persistence, but also, I guess, patience.
2: Yes, patience is huge, and I think, I think as I reflect in my racing career with leading. Um, a hair care manufacturer and my and my inspiration to, to mentor women and to really help empower women and continue building my company and my life. I think that the racing, the racing part has really helped me in that way where it's not um it's not about the sprint. It's more of a marathon or a journey. And it's um being patient and enjoying the journey and really celebrating the experience of what that feels like. Because you don't go out and just win a race the first time you go racing. Um, there it is a it's a process. And to your point, Chris, it really is patience, but it's grit and it's perseverance
0: mm-hmm. and it's
2: continuing to try new things. And I think about that in business with having just come through the pandemic. I mean, talk about getting upended on every level um with what we all have just lived through and trying to reinvent yourself and do things differently. Um just never give up and i still love the beauty industry as much as i ever did from back in the early 80s when i we when i begun it's different now just like everything in life is different but i really use that racing mindset and it's it it's it's very similar to the same mindset that you have to have in business
1: Hmm. well on that note we're going to go to commercial break now so uh, go go have a think have a think about maybe you know, a couple of ideas or thoughts that are coming to you listening to Shay that maybe you could put in practice. What practically can you take about this to this to help you with your mindset and help you uh, with your business? Um, so, I think it's always good to come away from these listening to an interview like this with some some actions some that you can put into practice uh, to help you to move forward in this race of uh, life and business. So, we're back again with you in just a couple of minutes to join us after the break
0: When it comes to business you'll find the experts here Voice America Business Network Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realise your potential?
2: Say It Skillfully is my radio show about being who you are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. I'll help you find the right words to tackle any challenging conversation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. You'll learn how to achieve success on your terms and be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in your life. Check out sayitskillfully.com For practical resources, including my 90-second videos, real-life examples showing you how to speak up skillfully, I invite you to call in with your questions. Join me live every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. And no, I'm cheering for you.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper.
1: Oh, this is Chris Cooper, and we're talking about the exciting world of uh, beauty products and fast cars. And we, we mentioned earlier that Shay has kind of three pillars are really important to her business and uh the first pillar is about supporting women and, and I wonder in, in an ideal world we we it we hear a lot about uh empowering women there's a lot of organizations out there which are, are very um very female focused um I've I've I, I, I don't know. If I should me- mention this, but there's a film Barbie at the moment, which people will probably have heard about. Which I've I, I, I've not I've not seen that. Um, whether I will, I don't know. But I heard there was a bit of a criticism of it. It was a little bit that some people say, and, and some women have said it. So it was a bit kind of male bashing in some ways. But I just wonder, I wonder, Shay, whether what you feel is the you know the ideal world that you're striving for. When you're contributing, it's an important subject. It's such an important subject, and wh- where should we be looking to head with this when it comes to supporting women and empowering them? What's the, what's the ideal? What do we need to change in terms of mindsets, and where where would be the ideal position that we could end up with in this uh, whole important topic? That's that's
2: that's quite a question. Um, I, I think that I, what I'd love to see, and I do think that the glass ceiling is beginning to break. I've seen it. I think being able just to show and to lead with integrity that shows inclusivity for everybody and everything is fair. Um, and I do think things are changing and I think Unfortunately, it starts with the, the very large companies that have to make those changes right. And I'm I'm lucky because I have a tiny little startup company where, um, you know, we're nimble and and we're collaborative and and we can turn on a dime. But I I do think things are changing, um, definitely for the better. And it's interesting you talked about the Barbie movie and being a strong female and somebody who has has experienced some of the comments and and things that have were said in um, the movie. I. I agree. There was one segment where it was a pretty long winded dissertation of how um, women are perceived. I'm like, wow, that was, that was, that was pretty hardcore, but I can see where it was positioned, but I, I still think men should see it. I think it's a great movie. And I think that if, if men are compassionate and they want inclusivity and I'm surrounded by a lot of wonderful men in my life like that, they saw it in a way that, okay, I see it. It, I, I can see where that could come from. I don't think that was completely male bashing, but there was one statement said that was pretty pretty direct.
1: <laughs> for and, sure, and maybe we maybe men, you know, a lot of men in industry need shaking up, don't they? They need uh, yeah. need something that maybe makes makes them think about this in in a deeper way, in a yeah. more yeah. meaningful way.
2: Well, it's hard to, it's hard to see that unless you've been in those shoes. It's like anything in life. I mean, nobody knows what it feels like to live in somebody else's shoes. And if you haven't physically experienced those feelings of being feeling like things haven't been equal or inclusive, it's hard to imagine what that would feel like. Right? So I'm, I'm really empathetic. I'm compassionate. I can understand why somebody um, would have a hard time understanding what that feels like looks like but being a, a a female that has seen it and has experienced it um I just think we're living in such an amazing time because there is there is a openness and a conversation that's being had about making sure everything is more equal for everyone
1: yeah
2: like I am I am I am so passionate and it's been so much fun for me because as a business owner, I'm sponsoring a um, the only female racing in a very, very fierce racing series called uh, Porsche Carrera Cup North America. And um, her name is Sabra Cook. She's amazing. And um, she is the first female and the only female right now racing in the series. And it gives me so much great joy to support this incredibly talented, strong, gritty, um fearless and she's female who's racing against all men and it's just it's a lot of fun we're we're breaking a glass ceiling it's not been done before yeah and it's very rewarding yeah
1: it, it is is wonderful to see <laughs> and quite astonishing to see um for example over in the United kingdom um the the, the rise of female football for example we've got a, there's a world cup going on at the moment and you know a lot of us are captivated by it and enjoying it and there's big audiences now and and it's just crazy to understand that you know after the war women were banned from playing football
2: you yes. know uh,
1: for a period yeah. of, by the F- F- football association here for a number of years they didn't think they could do it they didn't think they were strong enough to do it and you know it's the same with rugby and and other sports and it, it's uh it just seems such a sh- you know seems awful that um people are limited by other people's perceptions and a male a male dominated perception and uh it is it is nice to see things starting to change and i think people are taken back taken by the football because it does with females it doesn't involve so much it doesn't involve the amounts of money it doesn't need to have the, quite the ego uh, and uh, and actually it's 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 nice to see emotions are genuine um and I, and i think we just need to be looking to to just open the world and make it more um, a very equal place um and a, and a celebrate and appreciate diversity because the world is a very very diverse um place for a reason and um, right. and those those diversities can bring all sorts of benefits together um is
2: particularly- wonderful
1: particularly when the world's in the in this in uh, needs everybody to come to work, get together in a way they've never done before um so let's let's uh, let's support one of the things support women uh, where we can to ensure that uh, they have at least the opportunity of men i think that's really really important um so let's talk a little bit about giving back because that's really key for you i know you give a percentage of your revenue to a a non-profit to help women in need which means lots and lots to you what tell us about your approach to giving back but also the ways that other businesses could be be doing more in your opinion
2: you know i think i think every i think it's it, my my opinion is every business should be giving back some way or another and if that's a a local charity or something that is at a grassroots level that's impactful close to that company um i think there's i think there's lots of ways to give back this is this giving back part of purvey is is probably the core ethos of who we are as a brand mm-hmm. and um the brand the the company that we give back to is a nonprofit called project beauty share and it's a um it's a, it's a nonprofit that helps women in need who are going through abuse or homelessness or overcoming homelessness and really helping them to get their dignity back. And um, it's incredible because the, the Project Beauty Share is like, if you could, I, I call it or I, I, I describe it like the food bank for hygiene or cosmetics. And somebody might say, you know, Shay, that's really, why would somebody need cosmetics? or hygiene. Well, you know, we all take for granted um having a bottle of shampoo or bar of soap. We we take it for granted. And a lot of these women that are that have hit hard times don't have access to anything like that and it's it's pretty hard. I mean, feeling clean is inspirational. Feeling clean makes you feel beautiful. It makes you feel sexy. It makes you gives you confidence. It gives you confidence to to get out of bed to start the day, go have a job interview, whatever that is. And so the work that Project Beauty Share is doing is just incredible. It's really helping women thrive and giving them a, a second chance in life. And so we give Project Beauty Share 1% of all of our revenue um, and and it allows them to help other women thrive, which is so, so rewarding and the little things that we take for granted every single day so it's it's a it's a non-profit that's near and dear to every one of our hearts at purvey
1: yeah and, and I, I love that because that's the key isn't it it is you support something that's really connected with your heart rather than it being less authentic in terms of it being a um a marketing tool to attract people into your brand so there's, i think there's a subtle difference isn't there there's you know it's like,
2: it's really authentic I mean I I I I lead with beauty as kindness and I think that beauty beauty as kindness is so critical in who we are as a company because it's from the inside out right and I'd like to think um one of my one of my big mantras is like when the purvey bottle is empty the emotion still remains because it's really about the things that we're doing above and beyond making everybody can make a great product that's not that hard to do today but I think there's so much more in that and in a brand that's important to connect with somebody's heart i'm a gigantic believer in the heartstrings of what your brand means and how it connects at a deep level with somebody and how they feel about your brand yeah and what's
1: what, um what is the range the privet range what products do you
2: so we have shampoos and conditioners we have yep. styling products so we have um just beautiful um washing care products that 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 nourish the hair and take care of the hair and protect the hair and protect the hair from color damage. If somebody's getting their hair colored, Um, it's just an incredible high quality salon, call it salon quality product that's made with really, really beautiful key ingredients. And you know, it's funny, Chris, having worked with so many gigantic multinational companies in my career, it was always said that this couldn't be done. You can't be profitable. You can't make a product that has these kind of ingredients in it. And I always thought to myself, someday I'm going to make a brand and a product that has food grade ingredients in it that is as natural as I can get it and not adding any harsh chemicals, adding any gluten, making it clean, making it just very restorative to the hair. And then with the product, having you know the social aspect, aspect of it behind it so that, that the product is you know, stands on it, stands on the counter. Or somebody looks at in their bathroom and says, I love that brand. It means a lot to me.
1: Yeah. Uh, what What do you think is, is the, has been the impact of the industry on the environment? For example, you know, some products have plastics in, you know, some of the scrubbing products and things that people use. Oh, which
2: are, oh you know, there's so many chemicals that are so harsh for you and the environment. And then the whole, I mean we're on this big sustainability thing right now which I love um and you know making products that are refillable that are that are made that the actual bottle comes from some sort of a recycled already recycled or sugar cane or bamboo or something that's you know is is very sustainable. So that's what's great. I mean that's also a new a newer concept that's leading all of us in the right direction to make our world a better place, right?
1: Is, is more legislation needed to do
2: that to push before? i think so. i think so i think so
1: yeah yeah it is it is shocking what goes into our seas and rivers and food chain and um, yeah and, and you know, every industry has got a
2: and and most customers are really, really quite savvy. The internet's helped us with that. They look at the ingredients. I mean, it's easy just to go to Google University and look up an ingredient, you know, you know exactly where it comes from or what it is. It's, it's quite remarkable. So the, so the consumers become a lot more educated on um, yeah. what they're looking for, what they want and what they want to put on their body and what they want to put on their skin. Cause you know, our skin is our, our biggest organ. It goes right into our bloodstream. Right. Yeah. So the customers that are really conscientious of their health and, and what they're surrounding themselves with or putting on themselves is critical, even though you don't, in, don't eat it. So it goes into your system if it's on your skin.
1: And and that's something we don't, we often don't think about though.
2: No, no.
1: Think about, I'm thinking about sun creams and things like that. I've not, you look at the, the pH, et cetera, and maybe look at some reviews on them, but actually, what is that doing to you?
2: What are you mm-hmm. absorbing?
1: really important isn't that
2: it's very important i mean the, the chemicals that we're surrounded um in our lives are just insane from cleaning products in the house to different things that we're surrounded by
1: yeah and sh- shampoos most people um, my shampoo my hair every day um that's yeah. every day that i'm exposing myself to mm-hmm. uh, what may be an unnatural product
2: and of course when that when the ingredients are are synthetically or chemically based you know they're they're mostly manufactured in gigantic quantities which allows the price point to be very low right so it makes sense to why a company that wants to make a brand and make you know have a a a gigantic return on their investment when it comes to ROI they're going to choose an ingredient that's very cheap and so those ingredients go into products and they're able to make a product very you know economically and sell it for a lot more and make a lot more money it's not really for me it's not about the money at all and never has been um it's just not that's not a a key, a key factor in what's important to our brand
1: so actually actually if we can afford to be sometimes it's better off not being so price sensitive and, and avoiding cheap is it i mean what do right. what you what's your guidance if you uh um obviously people can come and look at um the privé product range um I guess that's on, on online. Yes,
2: yeah, yep. It's yep. online
1: with the pit of, so you can access. So, if you,
2: it so it. if you look, you look at our, if you look at our brand and you compare it to the other, um, you know, kind of affordable luxury brand, the natural version of what we are, they're usually at least, um, ten ten plus dollars more a bottle of shampoo than our than our shampoo. Right. So there, so we're, we 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 strategically positioned. Our brand with the right price point that was not gouging and disrespectful. and that was that was another thing that I was fierce about when i when I first um launched the brand and the the important piece of how to go to market was having having seen shampoos at you know fifty dollars, fifty five dollars for a bottle of shampoo is just it's robbery. It's disrespectful. yeah. yeah. And so I knew that um the pricing was critical. And obviously the ingredients are even more uncritical, but I wasn't I wasn't focused on how much money I was going to make on each product, yeah, which is which was very important to me.
1: I guess that's same with um, skincare creams. They seem to go sometimes for enormous price points.
2: Crazy, absolutely insane, and perfect. So very similar. Mm. So the right. beauty industry has has quite a a, a large disparity of pricing.
1: Yeah. Mm. so do you think um business leaders should be reevaluating success today rather than just the the, the bottom line should we win a the ca- challenge we're in a capitalist system yes. Um, yes with shareholders who are often demanding profits and high returns right. on, their, on their stock prices on their dividends and do we need to have a rethink
2: absolutely but i don't i don't think that's reality i mean i'd, I'd love to think that could potentially happen, but I don't think that's reality. I like to be a realist. I like to think about think out of the box and do things differently. But again, I guess I'm fortunate because I'm not a public company and um I wanna I wanna do good, have fun and make a great brand and make the world a better place. And it's it's kind of hard to do that if if you're being managed by the board of directors and and profit margins, things like that in a public company, right? Yeah. It's hard.
1: Although what you you also articulated is there is um, there is money to be made in doing things right, and in uh, and creating products that people love that they know, you know you've, got, you've really got me really got me thinking in this interview actually thinking about the years that I've been live and the products that I put on myself. <laughs> I've never, I've never, I've never, I've never considered that before. I've considered what I eat, but I've never yeah. considered that the products that I put on my skin or I've I put in my hair or clean my teeth with um i've never given that great thought and that will really stand out today Um, however giving me greater confidence now that what i am exposed to is um is is fine for me is worth paying a bit more for if i have to
2: yeah absolutely
1: um so this i guess is a responsibility for us as consumers to to be shopping for those products if we can afford them of course
2: right right
1: yeah so you are um we've got a few minutes left now you know i'm wondering with privé products and also as your your racing career you know over you've you've you're not in a you're in a situation where you're going to keep on doing this where while you're loving loving it and it's fun and uh, and you're enjoying it and you're still learning and i think you probably will all be learning i think until we um we, we, that the light goes out I, I suspect. Um, what does the what does the future look like for you? What are your dreams over the next maybe 10 years for both Pove products and your driving career?
2: Well, um, it's interesting because the two are very aligned and I feel like um you know I I feel like I'm I, I really race to inspire. I mean, there, it's it's a combination of, of both a play on words with racing to make a difference, um, to show that it's possible for everybody, um, and anybody can do it, and having fun and enjoying the process, and then of course building, b- building, building a brand, and and really creating that community for specifically to include women and the women in power in empowerment piece, which is really, I mean, the ra- the racing has really kind of shown me a, a more intense determination to continue building the company and my life that celebrates um, diversity. I mean, just simple, right? Cause yeah. I feel like there's not enough of that out there. And I think that the more that um, we do to share that message with the world, with, the importance of that i mean that really is my my mantra my my passion and my fierceness to continue leaning in and being a great mentor and supporting other women and um it, it all works together it's really fun yeah it's very purpose-driven for you it is very purpose-driven for me and what's interesting chris is when when i st- first started with um launching the brand um that wasn't i didn't have the fierce, fierce, fierceness of doing that. I knew that I wanted to include the, 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 the mentorship and female empowerment and things like that. But when I got into racing and discovered that the, the two, the two kind of like the capstone of my life have come together and the two are very similar. I'm like, wow, these two are very similar. And I know that I can make a difference by being a part of this and and taking both experiences from my work life to my my personal life and my passion and coming together just it's it's so rewarding
1: isn't it interesting how we might do we might have interests that sometimes seem very different racing cars and 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 business
2: yeah well i think
1: and and then later in life they that significance of them becomes clear and they they integrate
2: yeah, I think the universe is an amazing thing because it continues to show up. And I think if you are patient and you're open and you're flexible, it's interesting how, how opportunities are presented in really mysterious ways. Mm. And I, I I love that. And I also think that um, one of my really core philosophies in my life is the more you give, the more you get. And I have seen that and have experienced that with... Um, taking you know my my racing experience and you know really looking at that as a journey and it's not a sprint it's almost like comparing a sprint to like a marathon it's about it's about the experience of what it feels like and what you learn and the learnings along the way just like you started this conversation with me um, not everything's been rosy. Heck no, things haven't been rosy. The pandemic wasn't easy either. Right. It's like, yeah. oh crap. Now what, how do I navigate through these times? How do I connect with a client? How do I do this? How do I do that? Things are completely different. You just have to continue saying, you know what, I'm never going to give up. I'm going to continue trying new things and I'm going to lean in Yeah. and be confident and have stamina, which stamina, business, stamina, racing, they're very they're very similar. Fantastic. Do you have a final message you want to leave us with? I want to say thank you. This has been such a wonderful conversation and so happy to, and the honor to be on the show with you. It's been great.
1: Thank you. It's been great to have you on the show today. I've, um, I, you know, I think, you know, I've taken from this, uh, you know, wh- whatever, whatever your dream might be, you know, have persistence and patience and uh, keep on working, working towards it. Uh, and a marathon, not a sprint. I think that's really important. And I think those, um, you know, those premises about, uh, you know, helping helping um, people who um, who may not have had the equality that you we're talking about uh, empowering women in this conversation, but doing your bit to help uh, and also to contribute to a better world. I think is uh, really. Really important. So to find out more, go to priveproducts.com. Uh, that's priveproducts.com, um, uh, and um, and check out uh, check out uh, Shay's products. Also go uh, to um, YouTube and have a look at some of the uh, videos with uh, Shay uh, and her Porsche. I think they're very inspiring too. And you can also check out Project Beauty Share. On our next week's show, we're going to talk about overcoming bottlenecks. You know we have bottlenecks in life. I feel at the moment i'm a bit of a bottleneck in my business so this is going to be good for me uh next next week uh with leah fish and once again a, a huge thank you to the libby wagner for our introduction today uh, and shay i um, great getting to know you very inspiring and um very inspiring and i think you know the, the, the race to inspire you're somebody taking the lead at with that and it is so important today we need to come together and do the right things and contribute a better world take care everybody any questions comments send them to me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk i always love to hear from you and if you've got any ideas thoughts for new shows do get in do get in touch
0: take care we thank you for listening to the chris cooper business elevation show